Okay, then yeah, lead us off. Here we go. Welcome to Couch with Fire Podcast. I'm Rob Hart, and this is... Uh, somebody. Some some big-ass white dude. <laughs> Starts with a G, I'm sure. Greg, George, one of those. Giovanni. I like Giovanni. It's got a nice ring to it. I, you know... You know? I, I, I do I, love Italian food. I still like calling you Gryffindor. I don't know why. Yeah, everybody fucking does. It's just so... It's just nice. But anyway, this is The Afterburn with Robin Griffin, and we are talking Season 5 of Game of Thrones. You knew it was coming. We did four mm-hmm. of the recaps, and... We still got four more, <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, um, no. Yeah, we're running out of time too. <laughs> Season eight's right around the corner. Well, you know what's gonna happen. Um, we're just gonna have to crunch this shit. We're just gonna have to do a whole bunch mm-hmm. of them. Anyway, but season five, the one that I hate. <laughs> yeah. I hate this season. Well, you know the reason. The main reasons why I hate this season is you kind of said it before we started recording. There's really not much going on. Um, you know, Jon Snow becomes the Lord of the of the the what is it called? The Lord of the North, or the not the North? Uh, Lord Rohan. Commander, Lord Commander. He becomes Lord Commander. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he gets voted, becomes Lord Commander. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Um, yeah. although that's another thing that they kind of ruined from the books, but we'll get into that. I'm not going to be as mad about it as I was about last time, but. Well, what I, I am a little salty. I heard that this season five, I think, is the last season that kind of ties anything with books in. Yeah, after this, it's entirely it's the showrunners. Everything yeah. is new. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they take some little detail here or there, but it's mostly all new. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of it's more politic, more. This season's kind of, you know, Arya... This season's more about Arya than a lot of other um, seasons have been. Um, mm-hmm. She's at... what is it Brafos? Yes. Try, wow, getting, you actually remembered dude, her name. Holy shit. I'm getting... Well, because these are... See, the later seasons is the stuff that I kind of remember. So she's in... She traveled there because the, mm-hmm. the assassin that she helped in previous seasons ago kind of gave her a coin, I believe. And she traveled there to seek him down at the house of black and white and yes. yeah and they fucking she knocked on the door and they said go eat a dick and she didn't know what to do so she slept there kind of like a death or strange kind of thing and it's like mm-hmm. I have nowhere to go I'm just gonna sleep here and that's what she did and then you know they started training her like uh like a Mr. Miyagi and um mm-hmm. what the fuck is the name of that karate kid uh, I think it's Daniel, isn't it? Oh, yes, Daniel, yeah. So Mr. Miyagi and Daniel kind yeah. of situation there. Uh, Which is it... weird because I've never seen Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Now, Not even once. With the House of Black and White in the books, it, mm-hmm. obviously they're in the books. Right. How big of a role do they play in the books? Because it seems like in the show it's big, but it's not as big as you think it is. I mean, she's just – it's just these assassins. Much like... much larger than yeah. it was in the in the show. In the books, there's an entire temple full of people, from like little servants to like acolytes to full blown assassins. Like Jochen is not the only master assassin there. Yeah. Um, and her training is also a lot more in depth. As much as I loved the the Arya training arc from the books, I understand why they pretty much cut it for the show though. Because it's not something that looks neat visually. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as much as her just getting her ass whooped by some 
some teenage girl, you know, doing the little kung fu flips and shit. Yeah. Um, but it's they took basically like the the three story points from the arc, which is she goes there, starts training, she kills a guy against orders, and then she loses her eyes. Yeah. That's it. And, and by the end of the last book, she's still in the House of Black and White, still getting her training. Um, and matter of fact, she's actually getting sent away to another land for her first assassination contract. It could be, it's implied to be anybody from, it could be Daenerys, it could be any of these people, but it's not, it's not Westeros, I don't think. It's okay. some faraway land. Um, but she, this is her, like, her apprenticeship. This is, like, her first murder. Yeah. Um, and in the book, she actually kills a guy. Like, she doesn't hesitate like she does this other lady. She straight up just fucking murders a dude. Yeah. In a pretty cool way. She poisons a coin and then, like, buys something from him. Because she sees he has a habit of, like, biting the coins to see if they're real or not. And his dude has a, a fucking heart attack, like, an hour later. So no one even knows he was murdered. It's it's a pretty neat little section, but like I said, I understand why they cut it from the books. Because visually, it'd be pretty boring. And it'd take way too fucking long. Yeah. But uh, but at least got at least got the key points, which is, you know, her losing her eyesight, mm-hmm. and then which in the in the books was not a punishment; it was a training. Oh, okay. they wanted they wanted to train her to rely on her senses other than sight, because she was getting tricked constantly. Like uh, they used to play this game called the Lying Game, where they would both tell lies to each other. They would invent stuff about their past, and if you could tell when somebody was lying, you know, it's like you won a point. And she said, you know, you always lose because you look for the lie. I don't show lies. You know, you, you need to learn to hear the lies and feel the lies in my face. You know, so soon when she's blind, she starts, like, feeling people's faces and she can tell when they're, like, when they're clenching their muscles or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But. And you can see why this would be just, like, boring as hell on TV. Just a blind lady just groping people well... to see if they're lying. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm not a huge fan of this whole story arc in the on, in the show either. And I know and, and I know a lot of people that are listening to this are probably like crucifying me. I mean, I like her as a character and later some of the things that she does is amazing. But right now as her as her training and her, you know, disobeying orders and killing someone that was on her personal list of people that needs to die and things like that like that was cool but then her losing her eyesight and then what's his face like killing himself um jackal or what's his name jack and hagar god i'm getting closer I'm getting closer yeah <laughs> anyway i mean it's just that's just kind of you know it's that's how a lot of these stories are in this season i mean to me at least to me maybe to you it's just you know there's there's pot i think there's one thing that happens this season that's like wow um because every season has to have something, you know, that it kind of is yes. like, wow. Um, which I'm excited for to talk about. But before we get there, I, I have a question for you. Do you feel right. Do you feel bad about what's happening to all the Lannisters right now? Because there's some fucked up <sighs> shit uh, this season. So, okay, last season, the, you know, the grandfather or father dies. The son mm-hmm. or the grandson, the king, dies. This season, I believe her daughter dies. <laughs> like, uh, I, I think that may actually. Let me real quick. What I think I think all the Dornish stuff is in season six. Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
No, yeah, this is this is the one where um, you know, Jamie and um, Braun. Is it Braun? Oh God, don't. I'm I'm Oh. Yeah, yeah, you got you got the names right. You got Jamie and Braun and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... Well, they go they go to the um, they go to that little island where the Danish people are, and um, <laughs> and that's where that's where his daughter is, and they were there, they were sent there by you know his sister to go find her to bring her back because of some shit going on down and then there's like some fucking religious cult what are they called the religious cult that uh um oh the um yeah the sparrows the sparrows which is funny because you know the person that made the sparrows ends up getting fucked by the sparrows (laughs) Mm -hmm. not literally because i know hbo um (laughs) but no that's pretty funny i mean let's be honest though who, that's not fucking Alan Alda. What's his, what's that guy's name? Is it John something? Jonathan, the old guy. Yeah, I know. High Sparrow. Talk, no, I know what you're talking about. I don't. I don't remember his name though. Come on, you're asking me, and I'm butchering names over here yeah. left and right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean to be fair though, the only one you've really messed up so far is the closest you can get from rolling your head on the keyboard, Jaquin Hagar. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? But uh, um, that whole. That whole plot line is actually done better in the show than in the books, I feel. Uh, mostly okay. because of, of, we're going to call him Old Guy. Mostly because of Old Guy. He's a very compelling villain. He's got a great voice. You know, he's got great lines and everything. And he comes off as extremely sincere. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the books, he came off more as like he's using this for political power. Yeah. You know, he's trying to take advantage of the situation. But here it seems like he's almost like legit, like a holy man. He's just trying to do right by the gods and everything. I liked it. It was a nice change of pace. That cannot be said for the Dorna storyline because holy shit, that is bad. Well, the two sisters of um, so this is a name I will not, I do not remember. But the two sisters of the brother that died facing the uh, mountain. Um, Oberyn. Yes. yes. The uh, he um, they want revenge. They want to kill the Lannisters. So that's which. Which they wanted to do in the books, too. Yeah. Um, and they were originally planning on doing something kind of similar. Um, in, in the books, of course, they weren't planning on killing any kids because that's their whole deal. Like, there's even a line from the books that says, we don't kill porn. Yeah. Like, you, you cannot... Like, it's almost a parody. They take everything great about that storyline and then just do the opposite of it. And it's fucking awful. Um, they okay. So the guy in the wheelchair, Doran, because I knew you weren't gonna remember his name because he had fucking nothing to do in the show. He was like the linchpin of that entire subplot in the books. His whole thing is it's like everybody thinks I'm a little bitch, you know, because I just sit here in a wheelchair and I'm always trying for peace and everything, you know. Yeah. Do you know that in the whole Battle of the Seven Kings, my brother was the first Dornish man to die. It's like that's that's what I wanted all along. All I wanted was was peace for our children and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if it came at the at the cost of my honor and everything, but he's like, but shit's fucked now. So me and Oberyn have been working on a long time for a plan on how to kill all the Lannisters. And you dumb bitches are about to screw it all up. So you can either serve me and we'll do this we'll do this thing right. You'll basically you'll be my Oberyn yeah. or I'm going to lock you in a jail cell until your bones are all that's left. Like, you're going to be in a jail cell for the rest of your life. Wow. 
and just this this like this little crotchety old man that no one expected anything of he turns out to be this master strategist and he sends all the all the sand snakes they're called out on these little errands to like sow chaos and stuff like one of them goes into the into the sparrows and is manipulating shit from there and then another one is just kind of like I think she's going into King's Landing or something like that and another one's going to the reach and stuff like there's there's shit going down like they're manipulating stuff behind the scenes but the whole linchpin of it all is they don't even really care that much about Oberyn like they miss him they're sorry he's dead and everything but it's kind of expected they're there to get revenge for the children that were murdered like Ilaria or not Ilaria Elia who were murdered by the mountain and everything mm-hmm. it's like we don't kill kids in Dorne so then what the fuck do they do in the show? They kill Doran off immediately, and then they kill all the kids in Doran. Like, what the fuck? You take this amazing character who's portrayed by a great actor who has so many amazing dialogue, has got so many great lines. You know, you got Emmy Bate just in every fucking line this guy says. Yeah. And he gets stabbed to death in like 10 seconds. What the fuck? Well, that just proves the point about Game of Thrones. Everyone can fucking die. I don't... I physically do not understand. Like, I'm sitting here just just shaking with, with rage, man. It's like... That broke my fucking heart when I saw that. You know, and, do you ever think that, like, they um they do things differently from books? Not to... Not to, you know, make things shorter or make it dumb, dumbified to the people that don't understand reading and things like that. But to also, for the readers, to, you know, they change things up maybe to catch you off guard. Because they don't want the readers to pretty much know everything. Like, if I read all the Harry Potter books, you know, and they change little things here or there, they kind of, like, wow, you know, like, that kind of that's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Because so many people read these books... And they were like, you know, I'll watch the show because I admire the books. And they watched the show. But then, you know, little things like this, just shock them because it's not in the books and it's a little bit different. And it's just, maybe they do that on purpose. Maybe they want everyone to be shocked, you know? I mean, that's that, that's a valid point. Um, and I'm not, I'm not against that. I'm not against change. I think that change is good. Yeah. But a good change hopefully should not make your reader like set up look at the TV and said what the fuck was that you know I, and I, I I don't know man it's it's just <laughs> it seems like there's so many changes that they make and they're all for the worse well I mean yeah see I can't I can't contest to that just because I never I didn't read the books if I read, but I like like we talked about before in a couple episodes ago it's it's it was kind of like the whole that's how I feel about certain other 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 movies or other books that I have read in my life that they've changed things and you know I, I understand I understand where you're coming from so yeah I understand I I, I like the idea mm-hmm. alright change some stuff up make some stuff different but I think more than anything the main reason was just because they were never going to have the time or the budget to flesh all this out yeah not to mention specifically they you know they've been cutting down on intrigue plots from the books because it's so much harder to keep a mystery going in a visual medium like a show. Yeah. Because 
Well, it's like this this whole thing about uh, about there's all these theories about here about who actually Benjamin Stark is, yeah. like all these dozens of characters that oh it's probably just Benjamin Stark in disguise, you know, and you can't do that on the show because if you look at the guy and it's the same actor, it's like oh I guess it's the I guess it's Benjamin Stark, you know that that kind of kills that theory right out the gate. Yeah. There's no time for intrigue, so I think that plus budget plus time. Uh, plus the whole thing that they just decided it wasn't going to be important to the end game of Game of Thrones yeah. is probably why they cut the Dornish Master Plan. Uh, same reason why they cut one of my... another great uh, subplot, the Northern Conspiracy, the Great Northern Conspiracy, that I kind of hinted at in the uh, in the last episode of Season 4 the whole idea was in the books that the Boltons were barely holding on to power up north. Like, there were so many people that hated them and so many people who were actively conspiring against them and the phrase for what they did to the Starks because they're loyal to the Starks. People love the Starks. You know, it, it kind of went to show you as a reader that this honor and loyalty thing that the Starks were obsessed with and that ended up getting a lot of them killed wasn't for nothing. Yeah. Because it earned them the undying loyalty of anyone who served under them. Uh, and in the books, <laughs> basically, the Boltons and the Freys and all these other northern houses are all cooped up at Winterfell. They're waiting on Stannis. Because when Stannis gets there, they're all just going to jump on him and just kill the shit out of him. Um, but they get snowed in. And over the course of the snowstorm, Freys start to disappear and turn up dead. Like, with their throat slit, one of them has his dick cut off and shoved down his throat. All this kind of stuff. You know, some of Bolton, uh, Ramsey Bolton's, like, men and stuff. His his boys, I think they're called. Yeah. They start ending up dead. And it's like a, it's a legit murder mystery. It's pretty awesome. Um, and every well, time... That sounds pretty damn cool. I don't know why. <laughs> like... It is actually pretty cool. And it, it, they missed the shot to have one of the most awesome characters. I understand why they didn't, because it would be like impossible to cast. Um, there's this guy called Wyman Manderley. He's a lord who's loyal to the Starks, and he's known for being just colossally obese. Like this guy, he's so fat he can't sit on a horse. He's so fat. Yeah. Um, and, and he's just like Doran, you know, everyone thinks he's a coward, everyone thinks he's a little bitch. But then he starts talking so much shit constantly when these frays start turning up dead. Like there's this little boy they find with just his head caved in, you know, this little little fray boy. And he's sitting there eating breakfast, you know, just eating this giant pile of food. And he wipes his lips and said, well, it's a terrible thing for that to happen to a child, but maybe it's a small mercy. If he would have lived, he would have grown up to be a fray. <laughs> he says this right in front of his grieving family and shit. And they they try and stab him to death. And there's this big like fight in the middle of the call. And mm -hmm. somebody cuts through his double chin with a sword. It's like, it's this amazing character moment. You get all these great speeches and stuff. And then at the end, Stannis shows up. And everyone goes out there to fight him. And that's that's where the books leave off. But the whole thing is there's a how the hell do I meant how the hell do I say this there's this undercurrent of conspiracy where people who are loyal to the Starks are getting together 
and kind of talking openly about trying to overthrow the Boltons. And it's neat. You get to see all these little things start coming together, whereas in the show, the Northern Conspiracy is relegated to one old woman who says, hey, Sansa, I'll help you out if you ever need help, and then the next time we see her, her fucking decapitated head is sitting on the walls of Winterfell. You know, it just makes it makes the Boltons and Ramsay in particular just seem like way too powerful. Like, they're larger than... They they win because they're the bad guys, and the bad guys are supposed to win. Well, yeah, you know. Speaking about them, um, the, a theory that I have because every everyone who's watched the show has like theories and things like that about uh, how it's going to end or what's going to happen in this new season that's about to come out in season eight. Um, one of the things that it kind of hints to later in the seasons, but the thing that happens in this season is um so Ramsey um gets married to the, the I guess you was she the queen of the north or is she just um, yeah she's kind of like she's the she's the closest living Stark to okay. the north so she'd be like the princess I guess yeah. well once the Boltons took over the north um Ramsey you know kind of took over the north and he married Sansa and then he like basically raped the shit out of her in front of um, mm-hmm. in front of uh, uh, Reek. I'm gonna call him Reek for right now. Um, easier to remember, huh? Yeah, it's easier name, normal name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so she rapes rapes him, rapes her in front of him. <laughs> and um, a theory that I have, because later in the seasons you hear her say like, you know, even though even though spoiler alert, we'll get to it in the next season. Um, mm-hmm. Ramsey's dead. Uh, she's like, I can still feel him inside of me, and she's totally pregnant mm-hmm. with a with his baby. I know, he, I know she is, and I just think that she's gonna give birth to this this fucking child. <laughs> oh, like a demon baby? Yeah, like a, like some kind of like evil baby, and I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just definitely that's one of the theories that I have. There's a couple other theories, but that's one of them that I think's gonna happen. Jesus, you know that'd be that'd be a little dark even for Game of Thrones, man. You gotta admit. I don't know. I want some. I want some dark shit, but. That whole thing, um, so since you brought it up, let's just keep talking about that little thing right there. So right now in this season, you know, in the North, um, I guess Reek tries to become good again, break Sans, you know, break, break her out of, uh, you know, Ramsey Bolton's, um, you know, control. Clutches. Yeah, clutches and control, and it just, it just fails. Everything fails, and it's just... You know, I, I just the problem is the season to me. I, I just can't. I told you before this was the season that doesn't really do much for me. Um, Seemed kind of like it was treading water, huh? Well, it's not that. Like I, things are building up. Okay, so going back to the Lannisters, um, you know, the High Sparrows and the Sparrows um, capture Cersei. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm lost my name, Cersei. No, you got it. Yeah. So they capture her, um, and because basically all the incest. I mean, she created. She asked. She asked the High Sparrow to start this cult to do this, and basically just to get rid of the uh, the gay. Was it the gay boy? Because her his sister is all about her son, who's the king right now, and she just. I don't know. She just. There's a power move happening, and she's not. She's not happy about it. So she created these High Sparrows, and well, she just brought them back. So I think they were before and then um 
it ends up backfiring, and I get to see her naked, which is what I've been looking forward to the whole fucking uh, show. Um, yeah, it's 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 all it's all part of the plan. Yeah, and it's okay. it just seems pretty. You know, it's like that was a really cool thing. She got to walk through the town. People were throwing stuff at her, poop at her, tomatoes, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then later, the mountain is alive. Um, her little like witch doctor brings his ass back, and now he's like mm-hmm. this purple giant because <laughs> you don't really see what it looks like but it looks like it looks like that it looks right. wrong you ever seen men in black yes and you remember oh, the guy with the sugar water yeah <laughs> she, oh yeah kind of looks like that with that that skin just dangling down what's wrong with your skin is this better and he pulls his face back like <laughs> that's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh that shit was great well that's what that's what he kind of the mountain kind of looks like um although Although as awesome as that scene was, they still missed the best line from the book. What was that? When when she's doing the walk, yeah. the walk of shame, a prostitute is looking out of a window, and she lifts her skirt up and just shows it to the crowd below and says, look, even mine's not had as many dicks up it as hers. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, see, that stuff should have definitely been in it. Um, <laughs> so... With that said, yeah, so that that was a, that was a pretty cool thing. Um, Bran, I don't even think was in this whole season. Thank God for that. Yeah, and although he was, he just wasn't on screen, as we find out later in season six. He was watching. Yeah, he was watching. Yeah. Um, but the thing the thing that intrigues me about this uh, this season, and the thing that I was looking forward to most talking about, is obviously still what's going on up north, what's going on beyond the wall. Hmm? Right and oh, with your boy John, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because this is this is the battle, isn't this the battle? Or was that four? Ah, uh, I I think you're talking about Hard Home. Yeah, I think Hard Home is season five. It's season five. Let me double check. Yeah. Sorry, we were we weren't well prepared for this one. <laughs> no, no, you know it's it's kind of nice, you know, see the wiring, see the yeah. But anyway, so Jon Snow he gets voted Lord Commander. Um, Stannis or whatever the other guy that's up there is kind of pissed, and I don't yes, know. it is. Yeah. So this and this is this thing pissed. So Jon Snow he goes up there with the Wildling to go talk to the Wildling. Why? Why, why does he go there? All the, basically, there he hears from Tormund that there's this collective of wildlings up in this place called hard home in the books they mentioned that this uh this witch had told them that they'd find salvation there okay so everybody went there and there wasn't any salvation to be found he said they're just waiting to die um and a lot of people in the night's watch are just like okay well just let them die you know fuck them they're wildlings well to which john snow what's up well this is what splits the whole night's watch right now this is way this is why the, the voting was so hard for Jon Snow and the other guy to, um, people were, you know, it was literally split down the middle and one person mm-hmm. made it happen. And it's just one of those things where, you know, so I, I could see that. I could see half the people, you know, definitely wanted them to die and everything. But now I remember Jon Snow went up there, right, to save them. Mm-hmm. To convince them yeah. to come come to the other side of the wall and help us battle whatever's about to come because he's seen it he knows what's going on exactly now this is actually this is as much as I bitch about the changes that they made from the books 
this is an amazing change because in the books this never happened okay like john john snow did not go personally he sent someone yeah to go and the only thing you hear about hard home you get like letters back from from the from the birds and shit like the ravens yeah and the most they mention of white walkers is there's things in the woods dead things in the woods you know and it's ominous and everything like first time i read that my hair stood up on end but it's not awesome hard home is fucking awesome it's like again you know we mentioned that there's very little in common with the books now so i was kind of I was kind of just as lost as everybody else. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. When they're in the camp, they're talking with the people, and all of a sudden, everything goes quiet. Mm-hmm. Then you start hearing some dogs barking. And I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing, if it's just like it's been ingrained in our subconscious just over years and years and years of seeing stuff in TVs and movies. Whenever it's quiet, dogs start barking. My hair always stands up on end. And you know I got some long fucking hair, so that's oh, a I scary know. sight to see. And then as soon as you start seeing like the fog start to gather it's like oh my fucking god here we go ah i love hard home so much when did you realize that shit was going down so when i watched it i remember all right so you know because it's right it's like it's kind of like a river town or it's right off a bay right it's kind of like in a yeah it's like right in the ocean it's like coastal town so there was I agree with you there was this very common like really quietness I think a lot of the um you know they were sitting well they weren't sitting there they were standing I think a lot of the wildlings were getting in bolts bolts because I think uh, John Snow and they convinced them and he started packing up but there's thousands of these wildlings there's thousands of them and I'm sitting mm-hmm. there and it, it does get really quiet and I think it, the fog starts rolling in over the hill and I'm like oh shit oh shit because the fog is rolling in and I'm like See, this is the stuff that I'm really into. I want battles. I want I want some crazy shit going on. And then, um, mm-hmm. yeah, then you just see like these uh, four apocalypse men at the top of this hill looking down, and all these fucking zombies just start running after. And this is the first time we see the Night King, right? No. In season four, you see the Night King at the very end. We didn't really talk about it too much because all you saw was a one of the white walkers bring up a baby and the night king look at the baby and touch the baby with his like his like what was it his um his weed nail you know i always call it the weed nail cuz use that <laughs> yeah. the crack open the blunt um <laughs> you know that thing yeah anyway um that, uh-huh. that long ass nail don't worry don't don't ask me how i know oh that's a baltimore special yeah huh? <laughs> baltimore special but anyway um i thought that was great um yeah, the fog just starts rolling in, and all you just there's just thousands of white walkers. I mean, just thousands of these wildlings trying to run on the other side of this gate that they have, and it's just people are just screaming, and it's so great. Um, I love the battle that Jon Snow had with um, one of the big uh, white walkers, and he destroyed him, and the Night King's just staring at him like, "I see you. I know mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on," but. You know, out of that whole little thing, that whole little battle on how crazy it was and, like, everything, the best thing about that whole thing is the very end. So... Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of white... A whole bunch of wildlings... Well, I wouldn't say a whole bunch. Like, a good amount of wildlings did get in boats and they're floating away. Jon Snow's floating away. Everybody's, like, kind of in a boat. And the Night King literally just, like, looks at Jon Snow and, you know, walks close to the pier 
looks at Jon Snow and he just like rises up his hands like he's this badass motherfucker and he brings back everyone that just died and now they all have blue eyes and you just know some shit it's it's just it's just crazy that whole thing that that me, that, that that yeah is the most intimidating thing i've seen from a villain in a long time well cuz you know you so much is going on in Game of Thrones. You know, obviously, we only covered a quarter of it. But so much is going on in, you know, the South. The West, the East, the South. You know, you only see, like, maybe an hour, maybe one full episode of, like, stuff that's going on in the North. But, which is crazy, because now, in the seasons that we're in now, it, everything is going to be basically because of the North. Like, all this stuff going on beyond the wall throughout all the other seasons that you only get to see bits and pieces of starts becoming more relevant. Like, I'm, I'm actually watching the scene right now. Jon Snow's looking at this guy, and he's raising his arms up. And, like, this is the first time you really get to see him, like, full-blown. And he looks like he's wearing a crown. I mean, this is just some crazy shit, and they all raise up. And this is kind of foreshadowing something that he does in Season 7. See how he raises all these things, you know, all these things, the life that he just killed? Yeah, it's like instantly. Yeah, and it's just kind of, you know, it definitely foreshadows his power. And Jon Snow now, he doesn't give a shit who's in the iron chair after this point. He is like, we only have one bad guy and one bad guy, and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, Which makes what happens next in the season kind of aggravating. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. You know, I, I don't think... So, out of... All right. So, I watched the show late, you know, and I didn't really know any spoilers or anything. The only There was only one spoiler out of the whole show that I knew, and it was the, the scene that happens at the end of this season. Because it was, like, one of the biggest things on TV at that time um, when Jon Snow pretty much dies. Hmm? He gets stabbed by his own... Night's Watch, you know, because they bring all these uh, wildlings over, and they just don't trust them, and they just fucking kill them. Right. And oh my god, I am. I want to take a screenshot of this and send you that picture <laughs> if I can. Well, I know you've seen it, but it's just it was an over oh, just the overview of all the dead wildlings that just turned into zombies, and it's like, oh my god, you you know, it makes you wonder if the Night King wanted that to happen. Just so he can have more people in his army. It makes you think wanted, that, like... Wanted what to happen, exactly. Like, that whole, you know, them going after him and trying to get... You know, it just... It's, it just... I don't know. It just seems like that's what he... He wanted them all to die. That's why he stood up there and just watched and not fought, fought with them. Oh, I'm, definitely, yeah. He wanted to just, you know, raise his army. It kind of goes... It goes back to what happened in Season 7, which we'll get to. He watched people die because he wanted to raise more of his army. Mm -hmm. um, well, for sure. But yeah, so why do they... You know, that's, that is why they kill Jon Snow, right? Because he brought all those wildlings in. And it's the first time all these wildlings have been through the gates of, you know, the Night's Watch. In the show, yeah. In the yeah, show, the yeah. Reason. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. How'd you feel, yeah. how'd you feel when they started, like... See, me knowing that I know he comes back because that was the only spoiler I did know, um, it didn't really mean that much to me. But the first time watching it, if, mm -hmm. if visualizing people that are watching it that know nothing about it and you're just sitting there like, Jon Snow just died? Oh my god, there's, there's, that's mm -hmm. it. There, who's left in the fucking show? 
Like, <laughs> like, well, me when I was watch when I was reading the book at at home, it was the last book. That's the very last chapter of the very last book. So until the show came out, I had no idea that Jon Snow would even come back. I was losing my shit, dude. Wow. I didn't I didn't know I didn't even realize he had gotten stabbed because they're very vague about it until you know, there's just this chaos going on, he's flipping out, he's trying to restore order, and he said he gets punched in the chest. Okay. And then he lo- he looks down and there's a hilt sticking out. And there's blood flowing up around it, and then all everybody just jumps him and you know, for the watch and they just stab the shit out of him. And I was I was losing my fucking mind, mm-hmm. like oh my fucking god they just killed Jon Snow I can't believe that, you know, um, but the strange thing is in the book it's it's actually more believable why they decided to stab him. Like I can't even really fault them for doing it, um, and again this is just another thing where they just they didn't have the time um, to kind of open it all out, but in the books, well they did the, did they. So did they stab him for a different reason than the show? They stabbed him for more reasons. It wasn't oh, okay. just because he brought the wildlings back. Oh, okay. It was because, for one thing, uh, you know the Karstarks, right? They're the ones that uh, that Rob beheaded yes. in season three mm-hmm. for killing the Lannisters. Well, um, one of the daughters of the guy that he beheaded, her name is Alice Karstark. She comes up north and she basically she begs him for help because her uncle is trying to kill her so that he can become like the leader of the Car Starks and stuff. So John says, "All right, that's cool. We'll let you come up here and chill with us for a bit." And then when her uncle shows up, he throws him in like in a cell, in an ice cell and says, "You know, if you don't behave, we're going to fucking kill you and we'll see if you come back to life. You know, we want to see if when you die you come back too." So he's just kind of a kind of a stone cold badass. And then it's like, "Okay, well then you know, how do we deal with this situation without killing him? Because Ramsay Snow is the Warden of the North, and if you start killing, like, the Lords of the North, it's going to bring Ramsay down on us. Yeah. You know, it could lead to the death of the of the, of the the Night Watch, of the Night's Watch. So he says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because you know the cannibal guy um, from the Wildlings that he killed during the Battle of the Wall, the guy with the axe? Yeah. His son was a little bit pissy about that in the books. So he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to marry Alice Karstark to this guy who's called the Magnar of Thin. That way he'll be the lord of of the Karstarks. He'll be loyal to me, and it'll get Alice out of my hair, so to speak. You know, it'll, it'll help her out. It'll keep her safe. Yeah. Um, so he marries a wildling to a northern woman, makes a wildling a nobleman, gives him land. Then... He says, not only am I going to bring the wildlings from hard home, but I'm going to find Tormund, who, who is still, like, out there. He's not... Him and John aren't buddy-buddy yet. Okay. He's still out there with 10,000 people. I'm going to find him. I'm going to offer him protection, and I'm going to bring him back and settle him on some land due south of the wall. It's empty land. It's been sitting there just unused for, for centuries. We're going to use it now. That's where the wildlings are going to live. They're going to get their own little kingdom. And... He has an advisor called Bowen Marsh, who kind of takes the the role of Ollie in the uh, in the books. He's in, like an old man and stuff. And he says, "Man, you can't be doing that. If you get the 
if the if the Iron Throne notices what you're doing, they will disband the Night's Watch. They will execute every one of us, and then when the White Walkers come, there will be no one sitting on the wall. They'll just have an open ramp into the rest of Westeros. And he says, "Okay, all right, you know, well, I'll think about it. I'll take it under advisement." Then he hears, in the books, it's not Sansa that uh, that Ramsay's getting married to. He hears that it's Arya. It's not really Arya. It's a fake. Okay. You know, it's a long story. It's a long story. But he hears Arya's getting married to Ramsay. He says, no, fuck that. He said, I'm going to take all my wildling buddies. And I'm going to go down to Winterfell and I'm going to kill Ramsay Snow. And I'm going to save Arya. And Balon Marsh says, you can't do that. Your Night's Watch. You have no family now other than us. And if you go kill Ramsay Snow with wildlings, it will be the death of the Night's Watch. Like, he keeps telling him this, keeps telling him this. And he still... He says, oh... Yeah, he still wants to do it. And he says, oh, by the way, we don't have enough food to get through the winter, even for us. That's without feeding the wildlings, which you want to do anyway. We don't have enough gold to buy food. So what does he do? He goes to Stannis and he says, hey, help me get a loan from the Iron Bank of Bravos. I want to take out a loan to buy food for wintertime. And they say, oh, well, how are you going to pay that back? Like, there's so many different reasons, one after the other after the other. Jon Snow keeps trying to make the right decision, but he ends up kind of making things worse and putting the Night's Watch in such great a danger. Like, Bowen Marsh likes Jon Snow as a person, and Alistair Thorne doesn't hate him nearly as much as he does in the show. Like, he's not an evil guy, he's just an asshole. And when they finally do decide enough is enough, and they try to kill Jon Snow... They're not happy about it. Like in the in the show, man, it almost seems like Ollie's got a boner while he's stabbing Jon Snow. You know, they're they're not mess- <laughs> they're not upset about it at all. In the books, everyone is crying. You know, and when they say for the watch, they what they mean by that is don't take this personally, you know. We swore an oath to protect the night's watch, and you know, we like you as a person, but you're getting in the way of that. So that's why they kill him. It made a lot more sense, and it's kind of hard to really fault them for it from their point of view. It's like they're kind of they're making the best decision that they can with the information that they have. Yeah. Whereas in the show, it's just, you know, me no like wildling, you like wildling, you die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's again. I understand they had limited time and everything, but I mean, come on, if you're if you're gonna do one thing, if you're gonna take the time to do one thing, at least please do that. You know, do it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually sounds... I mean... That sounds crazy. There's so so much to unpack there. So I can... It's just... I think... Out of everything you have told me about the books and stuff... I agree with you that some of the things should... You know, they should have said from the books. This is something they probably should have put in there. Because this is some good stuff. Now, would it have made the season longer? Absolutely. And it's hard. It's easy for me to say this or us to say that because we're not the ones paying the damn bills for the yeah. the show. So I can see, you know, but it gives more depth to Jon Snow's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes him a lot more like human. He makes yeah. mistakes. He has rash judgment. He he's got the same problem that Rob did or Rob did. Yeah, where he tries to do the right thing even when the right thing isn't really possible. Or when the right thing is counterproductive to do. So I, th- I thought it really brought him... It, it made him seem like a Stark. Like a real Stark. Yeah. Um, and I, I was... I was 
aggravated. I wasn't surprised, obviously, because I knew it was coming when I when I saw the scene. I was more surprised in like a, oh, really? That's it? That's okay. All right, that's what they're doing. All right. Um, I also I get why they did it, probably because by this point um, you see they started getting rid of all the little subplots like the Dornish master plan the Great Northern conspiracy and everything yeah. they're probably just setting up the straight up like hero versus villain story of Jon Snow versus the Night King Yeah. and so making Jon Snow less of a heroic character like having him make mistakes having him be kind of an asshole having him be rash and everything wouldn't go it kind of yeah wouldn't yeah it wouldn't wouldn't fit with the whole idea of like the like the superhero that yeah. he kind of is in the show. Well, honestly, what happens in, in the beginning? So what happens at the end of this season transfers into the beginning of the, season six, and what happens there? To me, season six definitely ramps things up. There's some things that happen, ramps mm-hmm. it up, and the beginning of season six, obviously, because literally, I think the last thing you see in season five is Jon Snow lying there in the pool of his own fucking blood. Yes, and that's it. And now you're just you're left for a whole year, wondering what's going to happen, looking online for conspiracies, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. You know, because in the books it's like he's dead. So what what's going to happen next? Like we, mm-hmm. I, we don't understand. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I I think that the battle and the thing with the highest, you know, with the sparrows and stuff were probably the coolest things of the season. I I rate this one one of my least favorite. And I'll well, st- I'll stick to it. <laughs> well, what did you think about the the plot with Daenerys? Because she had some oh, stuff to do this season. Oh yeah, I did forget about Daenerys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so l- let me catch you up real quick. Um, this season, uh, Sir Barrison, of course, he dies uh, trying to fight the Sons of the Harpy. He saves Grey Worm, um, and then not too long after this, Daenerys finds out that Jorah had been spying for Robert uh, at the behest of Varys. And she exiles him. She says, "Get the fuck out of my way! I don't want to see you again." That was at Twitch. That was at the end of season four, actually. Well, le- well, le- it leads le- it leads le- into this. Le- but I got you. Uh, I'm sorry. I won't speak over okay. you ever again. I apologize. You son of a bitch! bitch. Kill you all. <laughs> um, so in season five, Jorah finds a very alcoholic uh, Tyrion who's still very broken up about the. The, the like the events of season four yeah. kidnaps him and he says I'm gonna take you to Daenerys and maybe she'll forgive me by executing you or something you know I, I I'm not sure exactly what his plan was made a little bit more sense in the books um, but this is actually something I, I kind of want to pick your brain about because mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about the changes from the books it gave Tyrion a lot more character but I think it also kind of reduced him as a character so. You know, we, we mentioned before just how, like, how fucked up the events of the book were, where he found out about his wife and stuff like that, and and him and Jamie are not on the best of terms at, after that. Um, after Jamie tells him this, he, like, he knocks him down and says, if I ever see you again, I'm gonna fucking kill you, which is kind of different from them just hugging and then leaving at the end of, uh, at the end of the last season. Yeah. But af- after he hears about this, he's a wreck. And after Varys saves him and shifts him overseas, he spends the entirety of the of the like the start of the of that book just drinking constantly. He's always well, just smashed. Well, they t- 
Well, they show that in the season. Like the pretty much 70% of the season that he's in, he's drunk, smash, or weeping because he killed his dad, he made his brother mad, you know, all this other stuff. So I can totally understand, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they do a good job doing that. I don't know how much more in the book, how bad it was in the book, but they do a good job, I think. It is bad. He, um, he, he, make, he states his firm intentions. He's just going to drink himself to death. Okay. Um, he wants nothing to do with anyone. He just wants to sit there on Illyrio Mapatis' mansion, who is the guy from season one who sold Daenerys to, uh, to Khal Drogo. Yeah. He just wants to sit there and just drink himself to death. And uh, Varys says, no, you're not going to do that. I have someone else in mind for you to help, someone who your talents could help. And, of course, in the in the show, he's talking about Daenerys. He's not talking about Daenerys in the books. Who's There's talking? a holy... Excuse me? Who's he talking about? There's a wholly new, not even, like, mentioned character. So you know how in uh, in the events of the show... The mountain, when he killed uh, Elia and stuff, he killed both the kids. Uh-huh. Or no, he killed he killed the prince, and then Daenerys escaped. Yes. Um, in the books, Varys substituted the real prince with just like some random baby from a peasant or something. That he like, he literally bought a baby from a dude for a bottle of wine, <laughs> and put that that random baby in in the crib to get killed, and then took the real royal prince. Um, Rhaegar, I think his name is, and took him across the Narrow Sea to raise him in exile. And that's why he's constantly gone. You know why no one ever knows where he's at? Because he's over in the Narrow Sea just, like, helping this kid out. Um, And he sends Tyrion off with a whole merry band of mercenaries to hire this mercenary band called the Golden Company, which we hear about in Season 7. That's one of the greatest mercenary companies in the world to try and win him the Iron Throne. And Tyrion is supposed to be like their advisor. You know, he'll give them strategies on how to defeat the Lannisters and all that kind of shit in exchange for, you know, their help. Um, And he has a great little time just traveling a river with Prince either Aegon or Rhaegar or one of those (laughs) teaching him how to rule essentially teaching him how to be a better king and this guy he's kind of a kind of an asshole but he's also kind of a a really great king like a really great leader and stuff he looks after the little people because as Varys said himself you know who better to look after the 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 poor and the downtrodden than someone who was raised by the poor and the downtrodden you know he never grew up in a castle he never had like these fancy meals and stuff. He's been having people out for his life since he was a little boy. He's learned how to sew, how to fish, how to fight, and how to basically live off the land, how to live for himself. You know, he's a he's a king by the people for the people. Yeah. And the biggest shame is it's kind of a shame. I almost feel like it's the show is spoiling the books. Because the fact that they didn't even bring this up in the show at all means he's probably not going to be that important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But he's traveling with uh, well, with all this company when he gets abducted by Jorah. Yeah. Who was also a sad alcoholic wreck because um, well, he got dumped or something. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, his, the, his love of his life is 
Yeah. Told him to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now, mind, mind you, like I said in the books, you know, I said Jorah's a bit of a creep. And I want to justify that by uh, <laughs> when, when Tyrion first finds him, he has a whore in his lap who looks suspiciously like Daenerys, like white hair and oh, everything, yes. the purple eyes. Doppelganger. I, yeah, mind you, at this point in the book, she's like 15. Yeah. Like, that's how he's drowning his sorrows, is just in, in horrors that look like her. It's a little creepy. I mean, but, that's what I did when I left Charlotte, and you're not in my life anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I respect it. I you did, know, there, I, it's got to be hard to find a long-haired dude. You know, you had you know. to probably look far and wide. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he captures uh, Tyrion, and then they go... Yes. So and then they're on their way to go see Daenerys and then uh they get th- there is a cool thing and I did forget about it but I just remembered. Um this is remember I think season 4 I said, "Oh, remember when he gets like bit or scratched by some creature?" Yeah, this, the stone men. This is where it happens at. He gets he gets cut by the stone men cuz he decides to go through this uh this old abandoned town that's like half underwater and there's these creatures that just are just stone men. I don't. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like grayscale. Is that what it's called? Yes. And they get scratched. He gets scratched, and he. he that stuff spreads. And um, I only bring this up because this is actually kind of important stuff. I mean, not not that nothing else is in the season wasn't important. A lot of it is, but to me, this was important because later in the season, the next season or the season after, um, Sam saves his life. And it just shows a lot how it just shows a little bit more of Sam's character, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so Daenerys, so she's there. What happened? What happens with Daenerys? So, her uh, the the place that she's ruling, um, she's she starts letting them have um, what is it called? Like a Roman Colosseum battles again. Mm-hmm. They start having wars. You know, she tries to be a good ruler, but then she realizes it's not working out too well. Um, her dragons, or she finally goes back in there to, to look at her dragons, but her dragons are pretty much just like, you know what, mom, you put us in here, go fuck yourself, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah, they're almost feral, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and I honestly don't remember too much more what happened with her. I know, I know, there was a, I think by the end of the season. She rides a dragon for the first time, which we've been all been waiting for, and um, but I do think that dragon kind of like, like, drops her off somewhere, mm-hmm. and then she's surrounded by Delfreki. Yes. And now, now George is a talented story writer, yes. and seems like an all right dude. But I guarantee you, there is like a cut-up body in his freezer somewhere. <laughs> and the, the reason, the reason why I say this is because, you know, they didn't they didn't bring back from the books. Um, when Daenerys first gets to this little this little field where you know Drogon brings her, she thinks, oh, you know, it, it'll be fine. Somebody will be coming along shortly to uh, to come rescue me. So I just got to wait here. Um, and she's just sitting there just waiting on him to come by and she drinks some water and river water is apparently not safe to drink so she gets dysentery and it describes in 
graphic detail her just getting violent diarrhea in the middle of this field and then after a little while she you know she's dehydrated from all the diarrhea so she runs back to the wa- to the stream drinks some more water gets even worse diarrhea and then in the middle of the night while she's having more diarrhea she gets her period so there's like blood in there with the shit and stuff and what the fuck <laughs> it's it's like i like what the fuck what are you doing I need a line from there. There's a certain line. Let's see. Game of Thrones. Daenerys. I mean, that's some. That's just some. Uh, I mean. Dysentery. Well, see, see, I can see why they left that out. Because visuals like that with a semi-famous actress at the time. Imagine, like, I don't know, Julia Roberts. This in the middle of a field just shitting and bleeding out of her ass well here you go you'll never okay. you'll never look at her ever again the same <laughs> okay here's this is a legit line from the book every stool was looser than the one before and smelled fouler by the time the moon came up she was shitting brown water the more she drank the more she shat but the more she shat the thirstier she grew like imagine somebody sitting down at a typewriter and typing that up and thinking okay need that's what's going to bring all the the audiences in i mean it probably got him a very nice little niche fan base or into that sort of thing <laughs> they're probably very disappointed that amelia clark refused to do the the diet like the diarrhea dysentery there's also fan theories online that said she was pregnant at the time and accidentally got a miscarriage which is Hardcore, even for HBO. Um, uh, other people are saying that she she remembers eating some bitter berries in the in the field, and they're saying, "Oh, those might have been poison berries. She might have accidentally poisoned herself." What the fuck? I mean, this. I mean, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is no. the stuff you miss out on by not reading the books. Daenerys having diarrhea in a field. Okay. On that note, season five. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what this... that's just a that's a great metaphor for season five as a whole really yeah just, well, just I mean, blood really, and shit everywhere you know to before we end it kind of you know I understand that season five you know to some people season five is you know probably not their their favorite but may, maybe not be their worst I mean like I said, you know, I'm more of a... I didn't read the books. I'm not a huge book reader. I'm more of a visual person, and I like zombies, and I like some fucked up shit. So I like season five little parts, and it's mostly the fucked up shit and things like that. So the stuff that's not fucked up, which is mostly the, all of it, is to me it was just kind of boring. It was just kind of like... At every, every show that you watch that has multiple seasons, multiple seasons... There's always that one season that just doesn't really pull you in. And this one didn't really pull me in. But I continue to watch it because, you know, I I started enjoying the show. I invested so much time in these. It's just kind of like Lost. I invested so much time, that, but eventually season five just usually did it for me. And it's the same with this. But I'm glad I stayed on because our next episode, which would be season six, is uh, one of the good ones, I think. Don't you think? You like season six? Oh yeah, season six was great. There's plenty of epic moments in that. I think the the problem with season five is that, as far as memorable moments go, I mean, unless you want to remember Sansa getting raped by Ramsay or something, like no. the really only memorable scene 
in that whole season was hard home, at least to me. Yeah. And of course, Jon Snow getting killed, but. Well, no, that was the only thing. I mean, you know, I mean, you got, you know, Bran of Tarf just sitting at the top of a hill watching, watching a castle while in the snow. That was boring. You got Littlefinger uh... just running around doing fucking nothing. You got Arya. His her storyline kind of got to a point where it's like okay it's gonna get good but then she just goes blind her training's just really weird. You got you know the Lannisters which they're just basically falling apart but it's building up how evil Cersei's is gonna be. You know and I mean that's kind of the sum up right there. You got the Boltons still in the North. You got um was it what's his face with the with the redheaded chick? They're up there and um you know at the wall trying to convince John to go take back over the north because he's losing people and he just wants to go because he oh one other thing I think that happens that season he like or was that season four where he pretty much murdered he sacrificed his other child his daughter on fire so it's just oh, like, Shireen, yeah, yeah. yeah little things like that like it's just there's really not too much going that, on so oh, back back up we gotta talk about that shit <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because that's actually something else that wasn't in the books, and I thought that was a fantastic change. Yeah. Because it was so fucked up and so hard to watch. And whoever the actress was who played Shireen, those screams, man, that shit haunts me. Uh, well, you know, half because of that happening, he lost half his men. His wife fucking was like, fuck you. <laughs> yep. And, she hung herself. And, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest insult you could do is hang yourself because you're not going to run away. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I, I, was, think, I know there's a – what's up? I was – see, it's little things like that. Like, uh, see, now I did not watch a recap in the beginning of this. Every, every season I've been watching recaps. This one I haven't. I probably won't watch one for season six because I remember a lot from it. Um talking about it I start to remember what the hell's going on with all these characters and that was one thing that well, was pretty fucked up well I know a lot of people are, are irritated about <laughs> what happened to Stannis because he's an extremely popular character in the fandom yeah um, just for kind of being a badass and being willing to do whatever and I mean whatever to win yeah but me I was never too attached to Stannis to begin with as a character he was always a little bit boring so I wasn't sad to see him go. Um, it did seem like kind of a weird way to die for one of the strongest military commanders in Westeros to get outwitted again by fucking Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Because Ramsey Bolton can do no wrong. You know, he's just the ultimate supervillain. Well, they're building it up to that way, it seems like. I swear, man. It should have driven me crazy. It's all right. Season six. Yes, season six is coming. <laughs> not the season winter. that basically not wrote win every wrong. Not winter, season six. <laughs> no. Oh, we don't get winter in the Carolinas, man. You should know better than that. Yeah, no, I'm we're waiting for winter for a long fucking time. I'm even uh, more southerner. I'm even more southern than you are now for the first time. <laughs> nah, that's in the blood, boy. Oh gosh, oh gosh. You a Yankee born and bred. <laughs> All but, right, well, but you live southern. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Um, Beast, I know the seasons are coming up soon. The new season is coming up soon, but we will have a recap on season six next week and maybe even season seven. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.